This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Bluehost. Try the number one recommended web hosting provider. With plans starting at just $3.95 a month, you'll get a free domain, free site builder, easy one-click WordPress installs, and 24-7 support. But what's just as impressive as what you get is what you don't get, as there's no contracts, no hidden fees, and no gimmicks. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Bluehost. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julia Tomei, and this is episode number 102, entitled, Think Before You Leap. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and downloading episodes. I also, as always, have to mention that I really do appreciate uh, the support and feedback that has been coming my way through emails or Instagram direct messages. Uh, or podcast reviews. Um, And on that note, of course, I would encourage you guys, if you do appreciate or you do find value in the episodes in the podcast, that if you uh, could please uh, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. Um, I know it's quite a bit to ask for because it is a quite a bit of a pain to do. Um, it's not as simple, um, as it should be. Um, but, uh, like I say, I really do appreciate those, uh, that do take that time and effort because it really does help the show. Uh, so if you'd like to do that, um, you can uh, head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com, go to the reviews section. It has sort of the worldwide aggregated reviews there, and there'll be a link that'll take you uh, to uh, where you can leave a review uh, on iTunes. Um, but like I say, it's a bit uh, of a cumbersome process, um, and uh, I really do appreciate uh, those that uh, take the time and effort uh, to do that. Uh, also, um, if you guys would like to um, leave an audio bumper or record an audio bumper for the show, uh, just uh, like you heard uh, uh, John Ryan on uh, the last episode of the podcast, uh, where basically you say, hi, this is uh, such and such, and uh, you're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Uh, sort of just an introduction to the show, and I can uh, use those. So if you're interested, you can also head on to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com. There's a leave voicemail tab, a little gray tab on the right-hand side of the page, um, and you can... Uh, just right there, record an audio bumper for the show. And I'd also appreciate uh, you guys uh, for doing that. If you want to promote your YouTube channel or anything like that, uh, you know, you can uh, do that uh, there as well, just by, uh, like I say, uh, record, uh, you know, say who you are um, from such and such YouTube channel and that you're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Um, Just a short message, keep it brief, and, uh, you know, I'll uh, try to use those in the uh, upcoming episodes. Um, So... For this week's episode, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, the, just because you 
you know, if you're at a a nine to five type job and you're thinking about jumping headfirst into lawn care and you take all the right steps and you watch, you know, all these guys on YouTube and you see how it's done and, you know, you think that this is for you and you go through, like I say, all those steps where you may find out that it actually isn't for you. So, you know, just there's always that risk with anything, anything that you're going to try to do. And you won't know this until you actually start doing it. Until you're actually out there, you know, each day and you're mowing lawns and you're going through the motions. And for one, you know, reason or another, maybe you're falling out of love with your current job. And, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, we focus on, on the podcast about the freedom and being your own boss and doing all that, but that it does come at a cost. And there's plenty of people who aren't called to start their own business and do that sort of thing. There's plenty of people that are perfectly satisfied in the work that they do in their regular job being employed by someone else. And of course, not everybody in the world can be a business owner. You know, you can't have, for example, all the engineers at NASA being independent contractors. There has to be some form of, you know, a team of working together of, you know, having that common goal. Same with, say, doctors at a hospital, uh, lawyers at a firm, you know, um, say, uh, dock workers at a shipyard. There's all sorts of positions and jobs right down to, you know, you can think of many examples, you know, think of a bakery, all the bakers that wake up early in the morning and go to their job to bake the bread, to make those donuts, to make all those tasty treats that you love. Um, you know, obviously there is the one business owner in that bakery, but they're going to have a bunch of employees that help to get that done. And a lot of those people will be perfectly happy in that position and have no desire to start a business. So like I say, a lot of times you're called to do a business or you find a, a position or a job that you like doing and you're perfectly happy doing it because it it gives you what you need to feel fulfilled. Not everything in this world is about money. It may seem like it sometimes, but there's been many cases and many instances of people who choose vocations and follow paths to employment that give them no satisfaction. And they did it because of the money. They follow that path, that career path, and they become, say, a lawyer or a doctor or, or you know, a stockbroker or something like that, that, you know, has a high income 
but then quickly find out that they're miserable doing it. So there's a lot of, you know, cases like that. Don't do it thinking for the money. And the same is to be said with a lawn care business or a business in general. Don't do it thinking that you're just going to, you know, you can make a quick buck doing it because the reality is, is that regardless of the money, you will feel miserable. And sometimes you'll find out that certain things aren't for you. And a lot of people want to, you know, they have the, they're in that job that maybe they went to school for, or, you know, always thought they wanted to do. And they start doing it. And, you know, the monotony of it can weigh in on them. And, you know, maybe they don't get their uh, vacation pick. Uh, first choice for, you know, say the time of year they get to go on vacation and things like that. And that may be the seed that starts thinking about, well, what if I start a business? What if I, and then I, you know, that freedom part, I can be in control. Without the prior knowledge or reality of experience to tell them that Yes, there is freedom and yes, you can do what you want and when you want ultimately because there is no boss, but it takes a lot of work and probably a lot more work than you think is required, especially for something like mowing lawns. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people, because it can be, um, you know, scaled, to what you sort of want. And it's fine, you know, people think about, you know, if I mow one or two lawns on the side of my job and sort of stuff, and, you know, I'm making this extra money and, hey, it's great. What if I, you know, do this full time? What if I, but the, when you start to scale it, you know, a lot more comes with that. Mowing a few lawns here and there, you know, you may not require or, you may not want to purchase insurance and use, um, you know, expensive commercial equipment and, you know, have to, uh, have the pressure of getting enough jobs to pay the bills because you have that other, uh, job to, um, fall back on. So the reality is, is that once you start your business and you start going through those motions that you may ultimately find that a lawn care business is not for you, that it's just not the reward is not worth the effort. And everybody's going to be different. Not two people will have the same experiences doing this. So I wanted to talk about this topic and this episode this week because, you know, for 101 episodes, we've been talking about starting a lawn care business, leaving the grind of the nine to five, you know, being the master of your own domain, 
achieving that freedom and, you know, just taking your destiny in your own hands. But you may not be cut out for it. That is the reality is that you may not have what it takes ultimately. And you may just discover that because you love being say outside and you're an outdoorsy type person that, uh, you just may not. And you like, sorry, sorry, let me just step back and you enjoy maybe cutting your own lawn and maybe cutting a lawn for a friend and that sort of stuff. But you may not enjoy doing it as a job, as a career. We see this a lot, and I've heard about this a lot with, for example, mechanics or automotive technicians, as they're called these days, where the person has a love for cars. They love working on their car. You know, when they're at home after work, they are working on their cars. They're working on their cars on the weekends. They're maybe, you know, building or restoring an old car. Um, and that sort of thing. But that once they go through the actions of going through the, you know, required training of working on cars, that it became no longer fun that, you know, working on your own car and doing what you want to do to your own car and customizing it or restoring it is a lot more different than working on problems for other people. I know that I experienced this when I was younger going through high school. I thought for sure I was going to be an automotive mechanic and you know, I, uh, in high school, um, my elective subjects were all automotive. In fact, when I finished grade 12, um, of the, I think if I remember correctly, um, for most of the day we would have, uh, our school days were broken up into, uh, terms and in each term, uh, so we would have five classes a day. And in grade 12, on any given day, Monday through Friday, I would have one class of English 12 or math or whatever it was, and four classes of automotive. And I literally spent my grade 12 year and part of my grade 11 year as well in the automotive shop of the high school. That's all I did. But of course I was 17, 18, got my driver's license, had my first car, a 78, uh, Chevrolet Camaro. Um, and, uh, was, you know, we needed cars to work on in automotive shops. So I had to have my car in there all the time and I would do the brakes and I would do, you know, all sorts of different things to my car, um, to, fix it up and get it all, uh, nice and new looking and, uh, you know, just all sorts of things, tune it up and all that sort of stuff. But then, you know, in grade 12, partway through grade 12, 
we had to go do some work experience, they called it, where they would put you in automotive shops. And you got to work in that automotive shop for a week or two. And we did this three times throughout the year. So in one of those cases, um, I got to go to a local Chevrolet dealer and work the, the oil rack, I guess you could call it. And I did oil changes on real customer cars that came in. And I did this all day long, every day for the full week or two weeks. I can't remember exactly how long I did it for. And I quickly learned that this wasn't for me. The monotony of doing or working at a dealer and doing those types of things. And usually you're in a specialized position if you're a mechanic these days. So you will, you know, you will be the oil rack guy or you will be the transmission guy or you'll be the rear end specialist or you'll be the uh, sort of uh, light duty mechanic or heavy duty mechanic. Uh, maybe you'll do the brakes um, and all that sort of stuff. Or, you know, there's the uh, water leak and wind noise guy the trim specialist. So you're for efficiency. You are usually specializing in one sort of area because this again equates to efficiency. The more often you do a particular thing, the better you get at it and the quicker you get at it. And like I say, I quickly learned that this wasn't for me. My attention span wouldn't allow it. I was miserable doing it. Even just for that one week, I was like, I, this is, there's no way I can do this. My next venture in life was going to, after graduation, and I had learned how to play guitar. And in my family, there was a lot of musicians and uh, some uh, in fact I have some relatives in the Montreal area that own a recording studio and you know I thought well maybe this is my path maybe this is what I want to do so I went and I invested a lot of money that I had saved in paper roots and things like that growing up and I enrolled in a audio engineering college. And I went through the motions and actually got my certificate in that as an audio engineer. And we learned everything from music production and recording albums and, you know, mixers and all the different uh, sound equipment and microphones and uh, soundproofing and studios and, and software. And we're talking here, 1995, 94 uh, type thing. So this is way before uh, sort of the, you know, how easy it is to do now on your own at home. And, you know, the, the easiest path in that field was at the time 
was doing sound effects and post-production for movies and television. Here in Vancouver, they call it Hollywood North. We have a huge, uh, a bunch of studios. Um, there's film crews and productions on a daily basis when you're driving around town uh, throughout Vancouver and the suburbs. You you constantly see the dressing room trucks and the, um, you know, movie trucks and things. I see them all the time, even in my own little uh, quaint neighborhood. I've seen, um, you know, in this sort of rural type suburb that has a sort of historic feel to it, you know, in the middle of summer, um, you know, there was one little farmhouse that was converted uh, to look like a snow scene, the whole front yard and the roofs and stuff were all covered and uh, with snow uh, as they were filming, I'm assuming a Christmas themed uh, show or movie. So a lot of that going on. So I started to work and volunteer at recording studios that did post-production once I had graduated from that, uh, college. And so you think about this, I spent all this money on this vocation. I had a love for music and a love for recording, which is why I think I was so attracted to doing podcasts here later in life. But I quickly learned that recording and doing things like this podcast for myself are a lot more different than the monotony of having to do sound effects and engineering for a movie production where I would be sitting in a room and helping the, the main audio engineer in the studio say putting sound effects to a movie. And I remember doing this one movie where it was sort of a, you know, like a B movie, wasn't anything that was going to be on TV or in theaters. It was just a private movie. Um, it was a Filipino movie, I believe, with a Filipino um, martial artist in it. So it was just a sort of direct-to-DVD sort of movie to be sold to that community. And the monotony of doing the sound effects through the fight scenes of every footstep, every punch and kick in the fight scenes where you would be sitting on this, say 20 or 30 second piece of film for eight hours, getting every little footstep just right, getting every little, you know, kick and punch and things just right with, you know, outside sound effects because the actual recorded sounds, obviously there aren't any recorded thuds and things in the fight scene because it's all choreographed. And I started to notice myself going for long walks in the middle of the day because I just couldn't deal with it again. My attention span just wouldn't allow it. 
So what I thought would be a perfect fit for me and I invested the time and money in doing turned out to be not for me in that capacity. So I wanted to bring this up because there was a a person who's been very, very supportive of the podcast. And on Instagram, they kept showing that they were listening to the podcast, that they were watching tutorial videos that I have on my YouTube channel about how to build uh, a WordPress website for your lawn care business. And, And like I say, they're just very supportive. And I had talked to this person uh, through Instagram chats. Uh, the person had asked me, f- uh, s- uh, questions on that whole, um, website building process. And I would answer them to the best of my ability and help guide them through it. And I saw their progress from starting from absolute scratch and getting their business off and running, uh, throughout the winter season up to this spring. And like I said, this person was very, very supportive. And then one day I was checking my, I use one of these follower apps for Instagram to manage followers to sort of see, you know, who's following you, who's unfollowed you, who's the most active on your account, that sort of stuff. And I noticed that this person's Instagram account had unfollowed me. And I thought, that is so strange. This person has to be probably one of the most supportive listeners of the show that I've encountered to date. And now they've unfollowed me? So I went to Instagram to message them and noticed that their account was gone. It wouldn't come up anymore. Couldn't find it anywhere. And I thought, isn't this strange? So I thought, okay, well, I know that they built a website and I know what their company name was. So I'll search for that. And sure enough, I found their website. And like I say, they had built their website using my tutorial. And they, in fact, used my own company's, uh, my own lawn care company's website as the basic model for the website. So it almost looked identical. It had the same theme and they used a lot of the same ideas um, that I have on my website. And I was completely fine with that. It, discussed with them, uh, how similar it looked and, uh, that I thought that was fantastic that they had started from absolute scratch had never, ever built a website before and used my tutorial and built their own lawn care business website. And, you know, they had some issues with certain things that didn't sort of work the same or had changed since the video that I put out, but figured it out, got through it, figured it out. So I found their website and I found the email address for their business. So I emailed them and asked them, you know, what happened? Their Instagram account is gone. They were so active. They're so supportive. And now, you know, I thought they had unfollowed me, but in fact, it was because they had canceled their Instagram account. So I'm going to play the podcast announcements and, uh, Then I'll read the email response that they sent me. Stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. 
And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and one free audiobook of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during the trial period, you get to keep your free audiobook. It's a great way to try the service and see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so like I said before uh, the announcements here, I will uh, read the email that this person sent to me after I had emailed them asking them what happened to um, their Instagram account. And they say, hey, Julio, thanks for checking in. I greatly appreciate it. I made a huge decision a couple of days ago to not pursue lawn care full time. The mental strain it was causing me, along with my other job, got to be astronomical. I hit an absolute wall. I have had cancer three times and a bone marrow transplant, and I'm very familiar with hitting a wall. But this was a complete mental breakdown. I make decent money as an engineer, and my hours are pretty flexible. I was waking up at 4.30 a.m., getting to work by 6 a.m., working eight hours, then driving home, changing, loading up the trailer, and off to quotes and lawn care I went. I'd work until dark, then come home and answer free estimate requests from the website and Craigslist and finally make it to bed by 12 or 1 a.m. After almost two months of this, I just couldn't do it. My dogs were not getting the attention they needed. I never saw my friends. It was putting a strain on my relationship with my fiancé. I couldn't handle it. I tried to do too much too quickly. And my fear was that if I dropped my full-time engineering job, I still didn't have nearly enough business to cover the expenses. I started running the numbers of my income versus expenses. It just wasn't as pretty as I thought it would be. I really, really enjoyed building the business and I enjoyed running the business. What I didn't enjoy was working those late hours, knowing that after the sun goes down, I'll have a couple hours of estimates to do before going to bed and getting three to four hours of sleep. What have I learned in the process? Number one, contractors are hustlers. My hat goes off to them. I am fully understand why they charge the prices they do. Number two, building a business is fun. Number three, the amount of work out there is unbelievable. I ranked like seventh in Google from my suburb and my phone rang seven to 10 times a day. 
Number four, internet marketing works. It absolutely does. Number five, building a website is fun. Number six, creating spreadsheets for costs, profit, taxes, and estimating is super fun. And number seven, many, many more. I will be continuing the four to five accounts close to my home for the season, but likely will not continue beyond that. I have fallen out of mowing lawns other than mine that quickly. I want to be a business owner, but lawn care just wasn't right for me. So from that email, I was really shocked because this person was had the absolute right mindset and they were absolutely serious about it. They didn't even have a, a pickup truck to start. And I watched on Instagram how they found their pickup truck over the winter. And then next was an enclosed trailer that they purchased secondhand. And then they started searching for equipment and were posting on, you know, asking people for opinions on some of the equipment they found on Craigslist and buying equipment and going through those steps. And they were putting in place all those things needed to run a lawn care business. I watched how they used my step-by-step tutorial video on how to build a website, a WordPress website for their business and how they went from having absolutely no experience in building a WordPress website and putting their website up to as you can see, just a few months into lawn care and saying that they're now getting seven to 10 calls a day and being ranked seventh in Google for lawn care in their neighborhood. They were absolutely serious. They were putting in the work. So I was shocked when I saw that they or read that he had decided that it wasn't the right fit. But I was quickly reminded of my own experiences in thinking that I was going to become a mechanic until I started doing it. In thinking that I wanted to become, you know, an audio engineer in a studio and investing that time and money in trying to uh, get it done. But then only realizing that once I was actually doing it, that it wasn't as a romantic thought as I had my head when especially you're doing it for other people. You know, you may enjoy mowing your own lawn. You may enjoy being outside. But when the reality sets in that when it's raining, you're going to have to mow or you're going to have to do ultimately a lot of jobs that quite frankly suck to do because that's why you're being hired to do them because the homeowner doesn't want to do them. 
it can become very, very difficult. The other reality to think before you leap is that you will ultimately work more hours unpaid than you ever, ever imagined you would. Now, there's two ways to obviously look at that. The first being that, obviously, that comes with the territory and it's all part of part of the process, part of being a business owner. And some will thrive off of that. Some will love that part of it, of doing that paperwork, doing those estimates, doing all that running here or there, picking up supplies and all that sort of stuff. But others will realize as well that, you know, ultimately, that's a lot of unpaid work. Yes, you are getting paid for the jobs that you do. And in that, you know, it should cover all of those tasks in reality or in theory. But in reality, you will work plenty and plenty of hours that ultimately go unpaid from when you're planning out or designing flyers or, uh, you know, logos or all those tasks, doing estimates, driving out to properties, doing all that sort of stuff, having to do the emails, answering the phones. It all is work. And it's a lot of time. My phone rings, you know, I wouldn't say all hours, but most hours during the day and off hours as well. And through the weekends. And even though, you know, I advertise that only work Monday to Friday, nine to four and that sort of thing, people still that don't know that or are calling for the first time may call in the evenings, may call on the weekends. And even though I don't answer the phone, you know, they leave a message and stuff and there's still that there, that, that it's constantly there. There it's, it's ever consuming. And I think that's why, like I mentioned, you know, in last week, I think it was last week's episode about the interview with Steve Jobs that I heard where, you know, you have to truly do what you love and to not do something for the money. Because you would, you, you almost have to be crazy to start a business and to be entrepreneurial because of the amount of work that it takes. And you have to love the effort and love the process and the grind. Otherwise, it's doomed to fail. Now, that's not saying that you shouldn't try because only after trying, will you truly know whether it's for you? And like the, you know, the email states, the person does want to be a business owner. They do want to, you know, they have that calling. 
and they thought lawn care would be a good fit. And ultimately it wasn't. And I, I believe I responded back to them saying that, you know, nothing, you know, that I was, I was sorry to hear that, but to think of all the valuable lessons they learned in that process, they learned how to build a website. They learned how to, um, you know, do some customer service, how to answer calls, how to start doing estimates. They learned not only aspects like he mentioned there about starting a business, about building a website, about, um, you know, maybe marketing a business and all that. And how he mentioned that, you know, those points that he mentioned that were fun. So he learned what he liked, but he also learned a valuable lesson and that's what he didn't like and the aspects of the job that he didn't enjoy and how he quickly fell out of wanting to mow lawns other than his own. That it's completely different when you're mowing your own lawn and you enjoy that and you enjoy laying those stripes on your own lawn and making it look good. But when you put yourself in that scenario of a, doing it for somebody else, whether you're self-employed or not, but just working on other people's properties, that it can lose its luster for you. The same with my experience on working on cars. I loved working on cars. I still like to do my own maintenance on my own vehicles and my own repairs. Like I mentioned in previous podcasts, how I, I tackled doing the timing belt on my, one of my vehicles. And I'd never done that before, but because of YouTube and having those sort of step-by-step instructions, I decided to tackle it and I enjoyed doing it. But I learned that, you know, working on my own vehicles and as a, like I mentioned, working on my, my very first car in high school, that 78 Camaro was a lot of fun. And then when I later went and, um, some of you actually, probably none of you know, um, that I'm a huge Volkswagen fan. I love old Volkswagens, um, and, uh, and Porsches and things like that. The old air cooled stuff. And, uh, after that Camaro, I sold it and I bought a 1963 Volkswagen Beetle. And it was basically just a shell in primer with the factory 1200, uh, CC motor in it. I think it had 26 horsepower. And over the next few years, I had completely restored the vehicle And, uh, it was basically a show car after that. It was lowered. It had the Porsche, uh, speedster wheels on it, low profile tires with big, huge, fat white walls. It was a teal green with the white inserts on the doors. It had custom black and charcoal gray interior. The thing was off the hook. I would drive it only in the summer times and, you know, I would go to downtown Vancouver and be cruising the, uh, 
the busy streets on a Friday or Saturday night. And I would stop at red lights and all of the tourists would be taking pictures of the vehicle every time I stopped. And if I would park it and get out and, you know, go grab a sandwich or something like that and come back, there'd be people posing in front of the car, taking photos. But I quickly learned, like I said, that doing those mechanic experiences and working in different automotive shops, that it was a lot different doing it for somebody else. It wasn't as fun as working on my own car. So reading that email, I was quickly reminded by that and quickly reminded by all of those past experiences, all of the different businesses that I've tried from doing mobile signs um, and, you know, buying a, a vinyl plotter and doing signs for other people. Again, I like the aspect of doing vinyl signs. I like, you know, cutting them out and designing them and doing all that sort of stuff. But when it came to doing boring everyday signs for like a dry cleaner or something like that, or a used car lot, it just wasn't fun. It was monotonous. But doing one-off signs or custom graphics or things like that for my own projects, I loved doing it. I still enjoy doing it. Working on old cars. If it's for me or working on my own vehicles, if it's for me, I love doing it. For somebody else, not so much. Working in that recording studio, doing sound effects, eight hours a day, not so much fun. So boring. But sitting and recording a podcast and doing my own recordings and then polishing up the audio after and editing it and putting it together... Love it. So a lot to think about. And ultimately, you won't know until you try. So maybe a good way to do this when thinking about starting a lawn care business, a piece of advice would be maybe try to pick up a part-time job with another lawn care company. And try that first before investing money into it. If you already have a pickup truck that you drive anyways, and you already have a lawnmower and a weed whacker and things like that, that you use on your own property, then it's not so much of a, a big deal because you already have that stuff already. You're not investing any more money. It's just the time required. So you can make some flyers, put them up, do some lawns and go from there and see what it's really all about. If you're like in the case of this other person and you've never done it before other than your own lawn, and but you don't have a, even a pickup truck or something like that, that, you know, a way to transport a mower or stuff like that, then like I say, maybe try picking up a part-time job first on the weekend or something like that and try that for a few months before investing the money. Or like I mentioned in my other podcast the last week where, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. Advertise yourself to cut other people's lawns using their equipment so that all you have to do is get yourself there. And 
try it that way. There's many ways to go about it. But, you know, if you don't try, you'll never know. And there's so many valuable lessons that this person will be able to take with them into their next venture. You know, the clues are there. They want, they are what sounds to be very entrepreneurial. They have that calling. And maybe right now is just not the right time. They've got a lot going on in life. He also mentions that he's getting married this September. So maybe not the best time to do that with all the other stuff going on. And maybe later on in life, he'll find what he's looking for and find that other thing that calls him to try. And maybe it'll work and maybe it won't. But you never know until you try. How many things have I done? How many businesses have I started? I've talked about multiple of them over the podcast episodes, all the different things I've tried and found that a lot of them just didn't work for me. And lawn care was one that worked for me. It was the first one that really worked for me. It worked not only financially for me, but it worked with my personality and it worked with my um, attention span or lack thereof of attention span where, you know, it was just the perfect thing for me to be in and out. And I've talked about how, you know, it's one of the reasons I prefer residential jobs over commercial jobs. Because on a commercial job, I may be sitting there for, you know, a couple hours on end, and I just can't handle that. I don't have the attention span for that. And it's also why I can't tackle large jobs, like maybe huge hedges, or big, massive cleanups, or um, other maybe hardscape projects, because my attention span just won't allow it. I can't do it. I'm totally uh, ADD. And mowing residential properties has worked out perfect for me because I'm in and out in an hour at the most on the biggest property I have. Most lawns, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour, 40 minutes, but then I'm back in the truck and I'm driving to another neighborhood which breaks up the day. Even in the past where I've had, I had one neighborhood where I had four or five houses on the same block. So I would trim all the houses and then mow all the houses and then blow all the houses. And I wouldn't move my truck. That neighborhood became a drag to me because of my ADD. I prefer Mowing one house, getting in the truck, and driving to the next one. Mowing it, getting in the truck, driving to the next one. It's just the way I am. And everybody's going to be different. And you're going to find things about certain jobs that don't work for you. And 
you may see the aspects of being a contractor, all of the quotes and the estimates and all that stuff that sort of suck the fun out of the rest of it or just so energy consuming. So I wanted to, like I say, play this episode or make this episode um, and uh, dedicate it to that person because, like I say, they were a very loyal listener and they said they'll continue to be listening to this uh, podcast. I actually invited them to be a guest on the podcast um, saying that, you know, I think that you've got a lot of lessons from this uh, that we like that I, you know, explained here um, that would help people. And they agreed. So I will have them on as a guest in the future and, uh, we'll do an episode, uh, there. And, uh, I look forward to that. So hopefully you guys, uh, you know, got a lot of value from this episode. I think it can, you know, gives, it's a lot of stuff to ponder, a lot of stuff to, to think of. But it shows as well that, you know, the potential for it. Like I say, this person just started just, I think, before Christmas. And they were, you know, got all their pieces in a row. And they built their website from scratch. And, you know, using that video on my YouTube channel. And we're now getting 7 to 10 calls a day in their first spring from their website being on Google. So it goes to show that if you have that desire, you can get it done. Whether or not you enjoy it after that, that's a different question. So I think that's it for this week. Hopefully you guys uh, got a lot of value from that episode. Um, and uh, I would really appreciate your questions and comments. Uh, so you can uh, contact me, lawncarebusinesssuccess.com. Go to the contact page uh, and uh, send me in your show feedback, any suggestions you have for the show, any guest suggestions uh, that you would like. Um, like I say, I will, uh, once the sort of spring season uh, sort of slows down, that spring rush, uh, I will get back into... Uh, getting uh, some guests uh, back onto some episodes, doing some interview episodes again. So that's it for this week. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business.